You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulip encourages us to live lives that turn away from the idols of the past, serve God in the present, and look forward to the future with hope in Jesus. Good morning, everyone. We're Every Nation, by the way. We exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. Good morning. My name is Joe. I'm one of your leaders here. And today, our message is entitled, Past is Present. We're going to talk about the past. If the past has made you who you are today, and the future is what we are all looking forward or working for, then the question is, what does the present or the now mean to all of us? As Christians, why do we have to live our lives in the present? You know, a lot of us walk this way. We walk forward with our back facing front. We cannot see what's ahead of us. Some of us walk limping on one foot because we carry the baggages of our past. And some of us are stuck, simply stuck in the past, like on a monkey bar. You cannot let go because you're afraid and you cannot move forward. The challenge for each and every one of us is this. How do we embrace? How do we surrender to what is, let go of what was, and have faith in what will be? Consider this. Our life is divided into three zones. The past the present, and the future. A big part of who we are, what we think, how we deal with people, how we deal with our lives right now is defined by the things that happened in our past. It could be something that happened in your childhood, maybe an experience in school or at work, maybe how your parent treated you, or maybe how you saw your parents treat each other. Our past could be a person, an event, or a circumstance that has permanently etched a mark on our lives. First, what is the past? Well, the past is a memory of things we are no longer in control of. Remember this, you are no longer in control of your past. And since it's a memory, it doesn't have any physical influence over us except here in our minds. The past cannot hurt you anymore more than you allow it to. Unfortunately, most of us allow the past to linger in our present and make us miserable. The past is very powerful because how we make decisions right now, how we treat each other, how we look at our lives right now is influenced by our past experiences. They influence our thoughts, our words, our actions. And sadly, a lot of us have given the past the power to control our present. For most of us, the past is a lesson. But for some, the past is like a life sentence. This is who I am. This is what my past has made me. And nothing, there's nothing I can do to change it. We have allowed the pain and the hurt caused by others and the disappointment and the bitterness that came with that to define who we are. We have allowed the things that we did or the things that we shouldn't have done to define who we are. 
Many of us right now are going through situations in our lives, emotions and frustrations, because the past is still in the present. Many of us can't move on in relationships. We cannot move on in our jobs. We cannot move on in our family because there is something in the past that is holding us back. Whatever it is, fear of failure or fear of the unknown, your future relationships will suffer if you do not deal with the issues of the past. Take marriage, for example. The common things that a husband and wife would argue about is rooted in something in the past that they have allowed to control their present. The question is, how do we move from a place where tomorrow is not a slave of the past? Last week, we talked about seasons. I don't really know what season in life you're in right now, what we're going through, but remember this. Your present circumstance doesn't determine where you can go. It merely tells you where you can start. Whatever it is you're experiencing right now, it's never too late to start over again. It doesn't define where you're going to go. It merely tells you where you can start. And there's always hope. Regardless of where you are right now, why is the present so important? Why do we have to let go of the past and surrender and embrace the present? And if we do make that decision, where do we start? It starts by understanding what the Christian life is all about. Christian or non-Christian, we all live physically in the present. The Bible says, regardless of our present condition, those who follow Jesus will come alive spiritually. And those who follow him will live for him, and those who follow Jesus will find meaning and purpose for their existence. Let's read Paul's letter to the ancient church in Thessalonica as he puts together what a Christian life looks like. In 1 Thessalonians, And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia, for wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from your idols to serve the living and true God. And they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He's the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. What we have just read is a synopsis of how we should live our Christian life. It has the elements of the zones in it, the past, the present, and the future. Let's go back to the verses again. How you turned away from idols. A lot of us have exchanged our relationship with Christ with things or people in the past. We've dedicated so much time and so much effort in those things that they've actually taken the place of God in our lives. And Paul was reminding us, turn away from idols. And when I talk about idols, I'm not just talking about statues or images that we worship or we pray to. I'm talking about the substitutes 
Jesus substitutes that we have lived for and that we have hoped for. What are your idols? They're not really physical things that you look at. Your idols, for example, can be your anger. Maybe you're holding a grudge against someone, someone who's done you wrong in the past. It's probably something that you did that you feel guilty about or something that someone has done to you that you cannot forgive that person for what he's done. And you want revenge. You want vindication. Remember, the more anger about the past that you keep in yourself, that, carry, that you carry with you, the less capable you are of loving and being compassionate in the present. Remember that. The moment you harbor anger, the lesser and the more difficult it is for you to be compassionate, understanding, and loving to others. But a lot of us, we would want to live in that memory of the pain that person has caused us. And it feels good to be angry about it because that's our comfort zone. But God wants you to step out of that comfort zone and move into the present reality where you have to love, forgive, and be compassionate. Sometimes our idols can be our unforgiveness. The unforgiveness in our hearts. Remember, the Bible says love prospers when fault is forgiven. Your unforgiveness will make your life miserable. Believe me. Because you want to focus the blame on others for how you feel. You blame them for making you feel that way. And some would say, I'm willing to forgive if they ask for an apology. And this is what I'm going to tell you. Sometimes people don't apologize because they're full of pride. Sometimes people don't apologize because they're ashamed of what they've done. Forgive just the same. Forgive them anyway. I always remind myself that we have to make allowance for people's mistakes. We have to make allowance for people's imperfections. The Bible reminds us this, and it's very clear. Always be humble and gentle with each other. Husbands, wives, be gentle with each other. It's hard to be gentle sometimes when you're fuming with rage. But we are reminded to be humble and gentle. What do we have to do? Make allowance for each other's faults because of your love. People will fail you. People will disappoint you. Your wife, your husband, your children, your parents, they will disappoint you. Make allowance for their faults because of your love. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. And remember this, sometimes you have to be okay with the sorry that you will never get because people won't say sorry to you. We need to love them anyway. Forgiveness, remember, is a decision that you make for yourself, not for them. Sometimes our idol is our lust. And I'm not just talking about physical lust. Although a lot of us are caught up in pornography, in things that our eyes and our flesh desires. I'm talking about the lust of the world. The Bible says we desire, we do not get, so we quarrel and fight. We even kill for that. We selfishly seek our own interests above those of others. Most of the time, you're more interested on how to make yourself feel good, on how to improve yourself, make your life better than the needs of the others around you. In the end, we mess up our lives, mess up the lives of innocent people. And there's always an inner battle between lust and love that's going on in our hearts. 
You see, lust manipulates others for the purpose of meeting one's own needs, even at the sacrifice of others. Lust simply is selfish. It is more interested in meeting its own needs than the needs of others. Love, on the other hand, focuses on meeting the genuine needs of others, even at the cost of self-sacrifice. True love is sacrificial. True love is forgiving. True love is unconditional. It doesn't matter if I have to sacrifice my time, my money, and my effort so that I can give to you, so that I can serve you. That is what love is all about. And I could go on with a thousand other things that we have created in our minds, in our lives, idols that have replaced the place of God. From past to present, Paul is reminding us that after we turn away from our idols, after we turn away from the past, we have to live our lives in serving the living and true God. It is when we move from our past of self-reliance and self-confidence. A lot of us have too much confidence in ourselves. We believe and we think that we can conquer the world without God because you're intelligent, because you have five degrees, because you have a lot of money, because you're close to your boss, or because you've done this and done that. So we move from that place of self-reliance and self-confidence to a posture of dependence on God's grace. The reason why we are all here today breathing and alive is not because you're good. The reason why you have a nice house and a nice car, it's not because you're intelligent. It's because of God's grace, and you have to understand that. A genuine desire to serve others in a posture of complete surrender and welcome to what God has given in your life now. Serving God means living in faith, not just knowing that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, but believing that He can and He will if you ask, as what God said a while ago. Faith in Jesus is not just knowing, but believing that He can and He will make every pain that hurts you change you to become more like Jesus. The reason you're going through whatever it is you're going through that you blame God for is because He wants to change your character. Maybe you're trying to ask God, why are you doing this to me? Instead of asking Him, Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? Are you teaching me humility because of this situation that I cannot forgive this person who has done me wrong? Are you teaching me to be more forgiving or more compassionate or more understanding to a spouse who always seemed to like not care about me. So God is using your pain so that you can be more like Jesus. Every pain that hurts you will change you to become more like Jesus. If you are still hurting right now, remember that your pain will be used by God as a testimony if you allow Jesus to do the healing. My prayer is that we will come to our senses Stop living for ourselves and start caring about others, serving others, loving Jesus, and serving God. Paul said, if we turn away from the idols of our past, live today and serve the living and true God, then we can, what? Look forward to the coming of Jesus. If you let go of the past, serve God in the present, you can look forward to the coming of Christ. 
looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. Remember, your past doesn't define you, whatever it is. No matter how black or how dirty or how gloomy your past was, it doesn't have to define you. Your past was God's way of preparing you for His plans for your life now. All right? It's not meant to destroy you. It's not meant to deter you. It's not meant to defeat you. Take my word for it. When your past calls, don't answer. It has nothing new to say. It's over and over again, the same thing over and over again. He's done you this. They've done this to you. No, don't answer when past calls. It's just the same old stuff. The past is where you learn the lesson. The now is where Jesus wants you to apply what you've learned from the past. Every second that you spend dwelling on the past, it's a second you miss applying the lessons you've learned in the now. And as we end, may the words of Paul in the truth of God's words be ever-present and a stark reminder to all of us. Number one, turn away from idols. Repent and turn away from every pretension, every notion, every argument that goes against the knowledge of God. Whatever it is that have kept you away from God, it could be family, they could be good things, good things that have turned and become an idol in your life. Turn away from them. Paul is reminding us, serve the living and true God. You make every day not just an intention. Intention is just here. Action is what is needed. You have to make a decision, a choice to follow, love, and serve Christ. You know, the present you is the sum of all the choices you made in the past. Wherever you are right now, if you married the guy, you're single or whatever, you, the present you, is a product of all the decisions you've made in the past. But there is hope. Even if you made really, really bad decisions in life, there is hope because Jesus said, the Bible is clear about this. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old, the past is gone, and the new has come. The guilt of the past will not haunt you anymore because you are a new creation in Christ. There is nothing in your past so bad that can change the way God loves you. Remember that. The guilt will not haunt you anymore because God has created something new in your life. Let us live our lives serving others, serving our true and living God so we can embrace each present day with a hope. We can embrace each day loving others, loving God, and living for Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for setting us free. I am your child, and I have a place in my Father's house. Lord, thank you for the word today. 
so simple yet so powerful. Lord, we're sorry that we have replaced you with people, with things, with ambitions, with decisions that we have made simply because we were thinking of ourselves. From this day forward, we ask that you give us faith, faith to be able to let go of anything in the past that keeps us away from experiencing your love and your blessing in our present lives. Thank you, Lord, that we can look back at the past with no hurt, no remorse, but with just love. And help us to live today not serving ourselves or our selfish needs, but serving you, the living and true God. And we do that by serving the people that are close to us, our families, our friends. We serve you by serving others. And we can look forward to with hope we can spend eternity with you, with your Son, who bore the pain, the anguish, and the sorrow, so that we can all have life, and life to the fullest. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Let's give God a praise. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at iancanberra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanberra.